Hey, 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 everybody. I want to welcome you to the Crack Ribs podcast. I am your host, George Saunders. Uh, thank you for joining in with us today. Thank you for uh, listening in. I, I thank you um, again from the bottom of my heart for the love, felt, support, uh, the well wishes, the emails, the texts, etc. cetera. Um, I go places and I have people comment or say things that uh, about the show that I had no idea were even listening. Um, so we're here with you today. Um, and let me start by saying happy Father's Day. Uh, when I'm recording this, by the time you hear it, it would be post Father's Day. But I want to uh, give a big shout out to all the fathers out there, the father figures, the, the uncles, the mentor, the mentees. Uh, who are trying to provide an example. Um, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you listening in. Also, not only is it Father's Day, but it's about a little, about six months ago that we actually started the Crack Ribs podcast. Uh, again, if, you, if you've been listening in, you're a new listener, you're a continued listener, uh, you know... Um, we started this around uh, what I believe some of the challenges that I personally had and things that I have personally experienced uh, in life, uh, dealing with ministry, dealing with counseling, mentoring, life coaching uh, that men have men issues, grown men issues. Uh, it has been um, it's been a fantastic ride so far. We plan to continue uh, I'm looking for many, many, many more. Uh, we've learned. I've learned. Uh, we've grown. We've, I think, started to find our voice and find a groove. I want to apologize that uh, we had started doing um, a different format. But um, I think that, again, that's part of the learning curve. I, I think we're coming back to our roots. And uh, we're going to be back to uh, producing uh, weekly shows if uh no more than bi-weekly, but we're going to try to put out a new product every week. And just to recap, um, the last six months, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much uh, from my guests that when we started doing live guests, uh, I think it started with uh, Dr. Uh, Reginald Thomas. Um, I have uh, Steve Sims on, Alex Williams, Blango Ross, Blango. Uh, Blank, if you're listening, uh, not only did we talk in the green room before the show, I think we talked about four or five hours after the after we were done. Uh, but just Wiseman Rod and other people, if I've forgotten any names, um, people who've contributed. Um, and hopefully if I had to recap some of the highlights, uh, I remember that uh, Dr. Reginald Thomas talked about life happening. Um, you know, life just happens. Some things we, there's some shoulda, woulda, couldn'ts if I had a chance to do it over again. Um, but life happens and sometimes things happen that we regret. We wish we had a chance to do over, but it's, it, it's not about, um, where you fall. I think it's about how many times you get back up. 
a lot of times people focus in on, you know, this is where and how he fell. This is where and how they messed up. But it's not a question of how and where you messed up. It's about where did you go afterwards? Um, I use the term, um, it's hard to fall off the floor. Um, I believe that uh, Rashad Mills, uh, my last guest um, that we did face Facebook Live with, he told me, he said he, he was going to borrow it. I told him he could, uh, that I let him hold it. But sometimes life has happens and it has a way of beating us up and we don't try as hard. We maybe just go through the motions. Sometimes we just flat out give up. And um, I think that if anything, you uh, a lesson you can learn is that um, everybody has challenges. Everybody has experiences. We, as men, the ladies that listen in, um, what I've heard back from them is that they get to hear dialogue between men, especially when they have guests on. I can't forget, uh, I'm sorry, my first guest was Bruce Jackson. Uh, and Bruce did an awesome job. Bruce has a book out uh, called Gifted. Uh, I encourage you to go check out. Um, but we all have challenges. We all face struggle. We all have good days, bad days, and all the days that are in between. Um, I don't think any one of us has a market cor cornered on anything from relationships to finances to parenting to any of those things. And what I've tried to do, what I've hoped that I've been able to do is to say, here's a form where you can identify that you don't have to be isolated. You don't have to think that you're on an island on your own, regardless of what you're dealing with, with whatever life, whatever life happens means to you that, you know, you're not alone. Um, so that's just my recap of the last six months. And again, this is Father's Day weekend. Uh, and just the, just that term alone, uh, sparks, uh, a lot of different emotions for me. And again, I told you I'm crazy enough to believe if I'm, if it, if, if it's happening to me, I believe that there's one, two, three other million people that feel the same way. Um, I think about father's day. Um, it makes me reflect on me as, as a father, uh, and the things the should have, would have, could have, I gotten, I got right. The should have, would have, could have things that I could have did better. Um, but what type of relationship? I think it's an honor and privilege to even be called to, to be a parent, to be a father. Uh, you heard me say early on that there's no perfect child. There's no perfect father. There's no perfect parent. And uh, the struggle is real. But I want to talk about something that I think I don't know if it gets enough attention Uh I think that there's a difference. And if you had to relabel this, you know, there's father's day. And, but I think there's a difference between being a father and being called dad or daddy. I think father's a title or label that denotes your position, a position or a title. Um, 
when you talk somehow, you know, that's my dad, that's my, you know, I call him daddy or dad or whatever. Uh, those are terms of affection and indicate relationship more than just DNA wise. Uh, I think about, again, just my experience and again, not to, but not to take away anything from my dad, because again, I think he did the best that he knew how to do with what he had. Uh, but I remember one of the struggles and, and I recognized him for what, for, for him being my father and him being my dad. But, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. And, uh, sometimes buying cards were difficult. You know, you go in the store and you pick up a card and you, 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 okay, that looks good. And then you, you know, you start reading it and then there's things on there like, uh, I can't get that one like that, you know, is I'm not saying none of it applied, but there's some like eh, this line here, this line there. So I find myself buying more humorous cards than those um, tear jerkers, you know, those, Hey, my best friend, my blah, 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 blah. Um, that was my, that was my experience. And I'm not saying it was horrible, um, I think about as a parent, there's some things that I, I'm, I think I'm fortunate. I'm blessed that I think I have, I believe I have a, a, a good relationship with my kids. Right, could it be better? I think we all could do better. Um, however, I, I, I believe that let's be honest. I believe that there are many way far too many way too many men that fall way too short. And sorry if I ruffled your feathers or you don't like that. But the truth of the matter is, again, there, there are too many um, seed donors and not enough dads out there. Um, you know, um, I think it's, I don't know if I ever told you, one of the first, one of my favorite shows is, uh, the first 48 for all of my uh, first 48 fans on A&E. And it was this one particular show where uh, the gentleman, he got shot. And the young lady whose baby's daddy that it was, as she's describing to the officers at the police station, the detectives, I'm sorry, telling them what happened. Her current boyfriend is arguing with her baby's daddy. And, but you know, they beefing. And so, and she was standing in between them. And after she pushed him out of the way, I mean, he, he pushed her, he pushed her aside. Her current boyfriend shot her baby's daddy. And she's telling the police, the detectives, that she's yelling, baby daddy, don't die. Baby, I'm like, that's his name? That's his, that's, that's who she refers to him as? And I think I want to challenge us as men, as fathers, as role models, that we got to be more than just baby daddy. Um, and we gotta be, we gotta be present. I remember, uh, 
doing a, a thing we used to do called the locker room. And it'd be, you know, 20, it was, I think it was about 18. It was 18 guys in this room. We would all get in a circle and we would talk, we would share, we would, I would provide, we would provide a form where we could talk as men, not just about, you know, sports and cars and women, but we had real conversations. And I brought up some of the challenges as I had growing up, you know, challenges with, you know, my dad and our, our relationship. And I think that was a two, I wasn't, again, I was far from a perfect kid. Um, but let me tell you, if it was 18 guys in a room, only two out of the 18 had a positive report to give about their fathers. Two out of 18. And these are guys that I've known for years. We go to the same church. We've hung out in different places, interacted socially. But that blew my mind. Two out of 18, a couple of them uh, confessed that they never even met their fathers. And so when you say Father's Day, I think it just sparks a whole plethora of emotions, good, bad, and indifferent. And again, I challenge myself as, as my role as being a father. Are there ways that even though my my kids are, are grown, they both live on their own, I'm still working at being a better father, a better dad. Uh, again, my son and I, we get to work together. My daughter and I, it, I'm fascinated by the times when we get together. They both live in different cities. Um, that, that conversations we have, sometimes we can pick up from a saying like we just left off. Um, but I, I just, I, I just think that, especially in minority community, I think there we're falling short. I think that sometimes we like to sugarcoat it. We want to brush by it, but when you're in a community where 70% of black households are run by single mothers, I think that's an issue. I'm not saying that is the sole problem for everything that's traveling the black community or the minority community, but you, in my opinion, and again, these are just my opinions. You don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with them, but I'll put it to you this way. I think I say some crazy things, but I ain't crazy. Um, we got to do a better job. Um, when you have 12-year-olds getting arrested for breaking into auto body shops and stealing cars, is that's an issue. I think the murder rate, Again, I'm not saying it's the sole cause, but when men are not in their rightful positions, when we're not where we should be supposed to be, and there are various reasons why that's so, but when we're not where we're supposed to be, when we're not leading, when we're not guiding, when we're not teaching, when we're absent, whether that's either physically and or emotionally, 
Because sometimes we can be physically, we can be physically present, emotionally absent and unavailable. And sometimes we ain't, we ain't either. Forgive me for the, for the bad English. I just got to sometimes say it like I feel it. And so my thing is that I'm not here to beat up on anyone, but I'm saying as, as fathers, I'm challenging you. This is a challenge as a life coach, as a human being, as a, as a man who hasn't gotten it all right. I challenge myself that are there ways that I can do better? And even if it's not so much directly, directly to your kids, is it an example that I set for my kids? Being better husbands, being better partners, being better part of the community, being better citizens, being better whatever, career-wise, choices. You know, because I tell my kids that, you know, I can't go everywhere with you. You don't want me to go everywhere with you, and I don't want to go everywhere with you. However, I ask that when I'm not around to try to make good choices. Now, will they always make the best choices? Absolutely not, because I didn't, and I don't expect them to. You wish that they do, but you got to have a, okay, sometimes there's a learning curve necessary. But, um, you know, I, I see, I see the effects of it. I talk to, I talk to men. I counsel, I counsel, uh, people. Um, I've tried to mentee I, as a life coach. I have a couple mentors. I, I got a couple young men that I, I, I kind of adopt as my nephew. Um, this is my nephew. This is my nephew. This is my nephew. I've seen the real world effects of people close to me because of because of poor lack of or poor relationships with their fathers. You see the results of it. You see the anger. You see the bitterness. You see the resentment. You see the lack of. um, uh, You see the underachievement. Um, I believe because again, one of, one of the things I've learned and I'm not saying I got it right, but I learned this early with my kids that as a father, one of the primary things I do is I provide affirmation. I start to instill value. I start to say, Hey, you know what? I love you. I may not always love everything you do, but I love you. And then who you you want you want that affirmation from dad. You want to hear good job from dad. Most mothers, it don't matter. I'm you know right or wrong. That's still mama's baby. But it's something about when dad says, "Hey, you know I'm proud of you." I think it adds something. It just instills value. I see I see the effects not just on young men. I see the effects on young women, and I see the residual effects on grown women. When that man is not present to do and act in a role in the function that he was designed to do, unfortunately, no, there are consequences. Some, most times they're unfortunate ones. Now, not everybody's going to, cause daddy wasn't there and daddy wasn't, this is going to turn out to be bad that some people have accomplished extraordinary things. 
tough situations, grew up in the hood, grew up this, grew up without a father, whether, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes their parents die young or unfortunate health issues. Sometimes the streets take them. Sometimes it's incarceration. Sometimes it's addiction that causes us to not be where we should be when we should be there. Um, my y'all, I introduce you to my ride or die. Uh, my Ben, my one of my dearest friends, Alex Williams. He says that you know he. I said he says that I want to be where God. I want to be. I want to be who God called me to be, doing what God called me to do. And sometimes we not being much at all. And so look. I'm I'm about to I'm about to jump down off my horse <laughs> and just but I think there's a difference and I think that this may not resonate with everyone and but I believe it resonates with a lot of people a lot of men and one thing I think that sometimes keeps us in this bondage of whatever this is, is the fact that we try to pretend like we don't care. We don't care that so-and-so, my dad wasn't there. We don't care that he wasn't around. We don't care that he never came to any of my football games. I don't care that, you know, he missed major events in my life. I don't care that he never gave my mom a penny for child support. I don't care that he never told me he loved me. I don't care that he never told me he was proud of me. And then we followed up with, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to be all right. And I think those are two lies that help to perpetuate the situation that we're in. The truth of the matter, we do care. You do care when you look up and you play sports and you see other kids' fathers in the stands and yours nowhere to be found, not one game. You do care when you do well on a a quiz, an exam, whatever, and there's nobody there to say, good job. It has to matter because... You matter. I matter. So, and then we follow up with, I'm going to be all right. Well, what does our right look like? And again, I don't, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm just talking about accountability, responsibility, acceptance. You know what? I, I I didn't get it all right. I made choices. I, my, me, George. I made choices that, that weren't directed at my children, but had a direct impact on them. And the consequences that, can I compensate that? Can I overcome that? Sometimes we're too busy trying to overcompensate and overcome some things that we actually make the situation worse. Um, But again, 
I'm I'm just want to use this time because Father's Day's gone. So you've gotten your if you got a card, you got a card. If you got a tie, you got a tie. If you didn't get anything, almost caught me. I had to catch myself. <laughs> Y'all know um, I still um, anyway. Uh, I had to catch myself. But if you didn't get a phone call, if you didn't get a card, if no one bothered to take the time out and acknowledge you. And this is a rhetorical question. Wonder why. Now, is it because my kids are trifling and they just, hey. Or as uh, to borrow um, a line from uh, my friend Steve when he says, look at the part that I played. What part did I play in this result? How come, yeah, maybe because we're dads and we just, we don't, we're not that emotional. But, you know, I don't see too many people waiting in line two hours for Father's Day to take somebody out to dinner. But we'll do that for mom. Make sure we got the reservations. And, and, and look, mothers deserve it. I'm not trying to take anything from a mother. But, and those mothers that are holding down double duty, you got to be mother and father. You got to be the comforter and the disciplinarian or the disciplinarian. I don't know. That was a new word. Disciplinarian. I'm at to look that one up, but you got to do both roles. That is hard. And we're holding it down. And unfortunately, because we're men are absent. Um, people filling in the blanks because we're not there to fill in the blanks ourselves. So it's too many, too many, People saying this is what a man's supposed to do out of, I don't know, based upon what they see on TV or what they would imagine or their their fantasized view of if my dad would have been here or if this would have happened. And so you get all of that. You you get and sometimes, you know, it's like the mother can't comfort because I got to be tough because, you know, it's like I got to tell him not to cry. You know, when he really needs your your young son, your daughter needs a hug. And but that, you know, you can't do both. So I'm getting off my high horse. Um, I'm going to introduce you all to a friend of mine, um, uh, um, the young man. Uh, again, another one. I'm going to call him nephew. Um, and um, but I, I'm going to say this for like this is going to be a part two to this. So. We're going to come back. I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to come back. We're probably not going to, I probably won't air tonight. I think I've given y'all too much tonight, but I want to introduce you to this young man um, in my next podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm going to let him share his story, which will probably piggyback on some of this. And But he, but there's so much more to him than that. So uh, we're going to take a little break. And then um, uh, I thank you. I want you to hit me up at Crack Ribs at gmail.com like me on instagram tiktok uh facebook i'm going to do better at being more active on social media but i love y'all i love y'all i love y'all and i thank you and we're going to keep doing what we're doing and hopefully you'll keep tuning back in have a great week walk with me Take my hand.